I have the this going. Oh, already? Yay. If we had intro music, the intro music could be like a riff of the FaceTime button or like noise that's like do 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. Also, sorry, I, I'm going to look really quick and make sure that flights. Yeah, yeah. Take your this time. one place are not gone. Lol. Take your time. Flights to Vegas? No, no, no. To, uh, although I do need to book those. To San Diego. Mmm. Yeah. Non-stop. Yes. Going to buy you a drink. What are you doing in San Diego? Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Um, I I have a work conference in San Diego. Mm-hmm. May, um, first through the third, and I am booking. I'm gonna stay through the weekend. Like the first is a Monday. So it's like Monday through Wednesday, and then I'm going to stay Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then at least Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But um, Karen lives in L.A. Karen Tun, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say her last name because we are recording and playing this on Spotify, Oh, my God. But- <laughs> <laughs> if we ever go public, we'll edit that out. <laughs> okay. I forgot. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, she's in L.A., and... She was like, when are you coming to visit? Like, on my birthday, she texted me for my birthday. And was like, when are you coming? And I was like, oh, like, next time I'm in LA, I'll let you know. And I was like, I'm going to be in San Diego. It's probably a pretty short train ride to get there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you should definitely come. You can stay with me. She's living with um, Olivia from B1. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. And they, she was like, Olivia and I would love to host you. The only issue is that I would have like 7 a.m. I would have a 7 a.m. meeting every day and I would work. I don't have to work. Yeah. And I just feel like even though it's a good like financial deal for me to because my company would pay for my flight to the West Coast and back. Yeah. That's like a it's like a free trip. And if I stayed with them, I wouldn't have to pay for housing. Mm-hmm. But I would be working for that week. I, I, I would stay for another week, I think. Oh, okay. So okay. I could fly back on a weekend and not miss work. Mm-hmm. But if I stay for another week, that'd be like a week of remote work, 7 a.m. meetings, which would kind of disrupt their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, I love Karen. But I don't know her. I'm not at so close as to want as to be comfy with disrupting her life like that for a whole week. Yeah. That I don't know sense. if I should go. Like, but I don't know if I'm being stupid because this is like such a good deal. Hmm. Hmm. 
Wait, so your conference is Monday through Wednesday, and then you're going to stay for sure Thursday through Sunday, and then you're deciding... In, in San yeah, Diego. I'm staying for sure Thursday through Sunday in San Diego. Oh, okay. Mm, what if you... So, the hesitation is the... You don't want to disrupt her way of life. Yeah. And you don't know her too, 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 too well. Or, or like, you're not super close with her. Yeah. And also, I forgot how goddamn big LA is. Like, I looked it up on the map, like, where she lives. And I was like, I could not walk anywhere from here. I, mm-hmm. I would not be able to be super independent mm-hmm. unless I had a car. And I don't want to rent a car. I could rent a car. Yeah. But I would have to come up with things to do. Yeah. Because she's also working. I don't know. She's not sure about her employment status, Mm. honestly. But. um, So, it's like a good deal. But then the logistics of it aren't a piece of cake. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good deal. Logistics aren't a piece of cake. Also, it's like a. It's like a trip that I would be making happen. Which means I would have to come up with all the stuff to do and, like, Hmm. disrupt two people's lives for a whole week. Yeah. What would you get out of the trip? Because, like, Karen wanted to see you, so, like, she's getting that out of it. Like, getting to see you. What would you get out of it? Well, I get to see her and hang out with her and Olivia and it'd be like a new like it'd be just like a a, a life refresher mm-hmm. um yeah could you do the San Diego portion shorter and then see them for like the Friday Saturday Sunday so it doesn't like bleed into the work week or do you are you for sure staying in San Diego for the week oh that's a good point because, like, the, hesit- the obstacle happens only if you're there for the weekday, really. Yeah. So you could, sure, if your conference is only the Monday through Wednesday, you can stay in San Diego for the extra Thursday, or even, like, through to Friday. And then either Thursday evening or Friday evening, go to L.A. And then just do, like, the three days with them. True. This is True. Because then you'll only disrupt their schedule for at most one day. If at all. Yeah. Like, if it's even a disruption. And you're only working for one of the days. Which day? Friday. Oh, I would take that week, I, that whole week I'm going to take off. Oh. Oh, yeah. So you're good. That's true. Yeah, unless you have, like, an inclination of staying in San Diego for that long. Yeah, that's another thing is I kind of do have an inclination to, like see san francisco because i've already experienced la yeah wait san diego or san francisco sorry san diego san diego mm. san diego yeah also yeah. devon's in san diego mm. so i could see her and she's only there on the weekend what if you go before the conference on the saturday so then you have this i have my dance show that saturday mm. night okay i see yeah so you have to be in san diego on monday I have to, yeah, I have to be on Monday. In fact, I'm probably going to have to fly Sunday night. 
Okay. Gotcha. And the conference is a whole day thing, or is it like a morning thing? The conference is pretty much all day. All well, I could well. It's it's pretty much Monday through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But Devin's out of town that week until the weekend. Mm, gotcha. We could probably stop record. We could probably delete this <laughs> recording because it, 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 it provides no value to, to our listeners. <laughs> This is what happens when you try to optimize everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Here's the thing. I would be perfectly happy just doing a week in San Diego. Yeah. But it's the it's the it's the taking advantage of a good deal part mm. that is getting to me. But ideally, ideally, I would love to go see Karen and like hang out in LA, but I I kind of personally want to have more planning and intention behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, you know what? The more I'm thinking about it, the more I just, I think I'm just going to do it in San Diego because the week before that is hell week leading up to our dance show, which mm-hmm. is like rehearsal every night. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be so tired and I'm going straight, I'm doing the show. And then the next day is workshops, and then I'm gonna go straight from workshops workshops to the airport, fly to San Diego, do the conference, then see San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be wiped. You're gonna be tired. Yeah. And then to go to LA and have to work on that schedule and disrupt someone else's life and not have any plans of things to do and not be able to, LA's not walkable. Yeah. But, there will be better times to visit LA and Karen than this one. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and now we can start the podcast. <laughs> and now we can start the podcast. Oh, 10 minutes in. I'm going to keep this part because I feel like it's true to ourselves. Okay. Wait, can I? Sorry, I have another thing I want yeah. to say. Yeah. I don't know if you feel this. I don't know if this is a rational thought to have, mm. but I sometimes like get nervous about the amount of data in the form of like video content, audio content, mm. text, documents, XYZ that the human race is producing Hmm. and it it all has to go somewhere it all has to be stored somewhere right and those data centers need to be maintained and kept cool and so i feel like some sort of guilt every time i like i don't know like record at work when we record meetings i'm in my head i'm like do we really need to record this like this Mm -hmm. is like an hour-long meeting that's just gonna sit somewhere and maybe two people will watch it yeah ever yeah and it also kind of it's kind of a blocker for me to like feel good about do starting a youtube channel or like Mm -hmm doing a podcast yeah because like you're just putting more information out there or like you're putting more data out there yeah Mm. 
Yeah. That's just a thought. I'm not saying... It, because, I mean, people... Everyone is doing it. It's not like us not... Or like me not doing a lifetime's worth of this... Yeah. Would make or break... It's more like a collective mindset that I don't think... That I don't know other if other people share. Mm-hmm. I feel like I... I sh- I understand the um, like I I understand I I think I see it more from like an information perspective than a like an energy resources perspective. Uh, or like the the gravity of the situation is more about the information and less about the energy. Mm, yeah. Like that. we have so we we just like keep putting out more information across all fronts. And there's, like, so much information that's accessible, but what's valuable, true, like, backed up by real science or, like, data, like, that's big... As more information gets out there, like, that's becoming harder and harder to find. At the same time as, like, having social media platforms that allow the dissipation of information, like, super rapidly, it's, like, becoming harder to, like, find the like true pieces of information like the more information yeah. we have out there but i can also see that like all this data sits on servers somewhere in the world and like yeah those data centers are actual things that exist that like have to be maintained and the more data that we produce which we're doing like more and more every day like that all all that data is just going to sit somewhere yeah yeah it's like all this entire make-believe world we have that exists online is it there's like tangible real physical earth world ramifications and it would just suck ass if the if we earth goes to shit and we become extinct because we had this make-believe world that we wanted to maintain mm-hmm. and could not let go of yeah but also what you're saying with the information saturation yeah i mean yeah yeah <laughs> the other day or at at work during stand-up we at the end um someone gives a fun fact mm. and the other day someone said that she read on a news source somewhere that this lady um, took her driver's test like 960 times and passed it. And I was like, part of me was like, that's, wow, crazy. But also part of me was like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a too high. I feel like any rational human being would quit after 20. Yeah. That seems like almost impossible to fail 960 times yeah also at that point i feel like the only reason i could see someone really wanting to get their driver's license is to have government id and there's you could you could get another form of government id yeah that seems absurd yeah it was a little oh cray cray yeah yeah anyway 
Christ. Yeah, sometimes I even think of that with, like, photos, because I was, I just, like, added more Google storage to my Google account, because I've reached the 100 gig cap, and I'm, like, like, it's kind of interesting to see, like, how much data you take up, Yeah. and instead of, like, going through and deleting it, I was, like, let me just add more, like, let me just get more storage, rather than, like, trying to filter through things. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I do the same exact thing. I have like 10 pictures of this bowl of pasta. (laughs) Instead of deleting nine of those pictures, I'm going to purchase 10 terabytes of storage. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, yeah, like I'll just have repeat photos or just like screenshots of things I don't need anymore. Yeah. Or like large, I'm like a data hoarder to a degree (laughs) I'll like keep files because I'm like just in case if I need this in the future I'm gonna keep it yeah but yeah Ashley actually does this thing listeners we have a mutual friend named Ashley (laughs) um I I don't know how much we need to cater to the listener but so far there are two two and a half listeners on this podcast we can sprinkle a two and a half the half has Angela has listened to like one of them. <laughs> oh, the the two are us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll sprinkle it in and see how it feels. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Anyways, listener. Also, I say listener. This is a. T- I keep. Anyways, I say listener <laughs> because um, the podcast I'm listening to now, uh-huh. the Chosen Family one, and the ones that Ashley Gavin is in Uh she's that she's that comedian who like have i told you about her i feel no she's this queer comedian Uh and she has a podcast called we're having gay sex and she also has a podcast called chosen family that she co-hosts with two other people Uh and she always says listener okay okay she says listener write in listeners (laughs) I've been I've been wanting to say Pod Squad because that's what Glennon Doyle says. Because yeah, Pod Squad. We hey Pod Squad. Our, well, Breasties. We, hey Breasties. Yeah. Hey Breasties. Okay, Breasties. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more thing before I tell you about what Ashley said. I was thinking the other day about Breasties as the name of our podcast mm-hmm. and how I love it, mm-hmm. but I was part of me. Ha- I had the thought of like. If this actually becomes something, mm. and we, I don't know, for some reason have guests. I can see us starting to have guests on the podcast, mm. and then, like, you know, we start to get get a, get a following, and then, you know, someone tells their coworker about a podcast they're listening to, and they're like, what's the name? And she's like, it's called Breasties. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's catchy. Like, it stays with you. It does, but... But think about, like, what if we ever get interviewed? Mm. Like, I co-host and, Breasties. Yeah. It's it's just silly. It's a little silly. A little silly. But for what for what it is right now, I, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if this becomes bigger, we can reevaluate the name. Okay. Or may, maybe okay. make... Or, I don't... Yeah. There's just a explanation to the name yeah but what is our our explanation is dumb also (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like we were singing Best Friend by Saweetie, and then instead of saying Best Friend, I think you accidentally said Breast Friend, and then we laughed about it. And then that's how it came to be. So it's nothing, like, deep. That's true. It's not like, yeah, it's not like we both had breast cancer and (laughs) survived it, and now... No, we have a podcast about breast cancer. I don't know if we over that. I don't know. It's not funny. (laughs) Cancer's not funny. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, Ashley, Ashley said, yeah, said that what she does is she, as part of her nighttime routine, look like opens her photos app and goes through the photos of the day and deletes the ones that she doesn't want to keep and like organizes and files the other ones away. And I think that's great, except I have like a backlog of 5,000 and I, Same. the thought of going through the backlog it hurts it hurts yeah i feel like if i were to do that i would just have to start like now and not retroactively do it Mm. but then it feels like i'm half-assing it exactly it's like the part of me wants to complete it yeah not part of me there's no way i'm gonna go through all my photos though maybe she needs to stop taking multiple photos of things yeah true we need to come back at the source Back to the point and shoot. Anyways. Anyways. Wait, I have this. This is unrelated to anything we've talked about. But I was talking to a friend recently who said this thing that, like, really resonated with me about Mm -hmm. queer relationships. Which was, because she's in a queer relationship herself. She said, queer relationships are not normal in society. And so it feels like if you're in a queer relationship that everything else about the relationship has to be perfect to like justify the queerness of it. And she said that and I was like, wow, I think that really hit a nail in my head. Like, I think that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the idiom. <laughs> okay, Bresky. Yeah. On a, no, I mean, I'm talking to our listener. Bresky. <laughs> On has a little quirk where <laughs> she never gets an idiom right. It's always partly right. Yeah, it's always so close. Like I get the like eighty percent correct. Yeah. So, if, for example, the idiom she just said was, "It hit a nail in my head." Yeah. <laughs> Which but- should be hit the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always so close. I think, honestly, I know what the idioms are, but, like, I just, in the moment. You change it to mean your own meaning. That's true. You're like, this idiom is not sufficient, and I need it to be exactly what I need it to mean. Yeah, they're called ondiums. Ondiums, yeah. Um, But anyways, so that... You did tell me about this? Wait, did I tell you about this? You did. Oh, sorry for repeating. It's okay. It's okay. I agree, and I needed to hear it again. Yeah. And I was like, it, hit, it hit the nail in your head. It hit the nail in my head. I was... And I feel like there is... Like, that's there's a part of me that really feels that still. That, like, somehow I need to justify it by making everything else line up. 
how it's supposed to be. Like, maybe I, I don't have to justify it for myself. I have to justify it for specific people in my life that are not, like, on board with the situation. Mm. And you didn't feel this way with Zach? I didn't feel this way with Zach. Well, I'm trying to think. I didn't feel like I needed to justify, like... Well, yeah, I don't think I needed to justify it as much. Mm. Because I'm wondering if some of it is the queerness and some of it is also, like, I don't know, maximizing tendencies, perfectionist tendencies. But I definitely can see the queer, the queer aspect. Yeah. I'm sure there's other parts of it, too. But... Anyways, love. You know that how people say love is a choice. Yeah, I think I understand that more now than I did before. Like love, because it could be so much. You could you could find an easier situation. Yes, exactly. It's really easy to love someone when things are going well. It's easy to love someone when you're both winning, when there are successes. It's easy to love someone when you see their strengths. But love becomes a choice when things are difficult. Mm. And I'm, like, understanding that idea more. Because people, like, people say, oh, love is a choice, love is a choice. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you get to choose who you want to be with. But it's more like you choose to wake up and, like, still be there with someone even when things are not easy. And, like, that's the choice part of it. Okay, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. In response to that. Yeah. I... I don't... I don't think I'm where you are at. Like, I feel like I still don't understand the love is a choice... thing completely, because Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like I still have issues of my own to work through. But for me... Okay. Are you saying that when it's when things are hard you still love the other person but you the choice is that you are choosing to work through the hard with them or is it that when things are hard you almost feel like you don't love them anymore but you the choice is like I'm going to still do the things that I did when I felt like I loved you. Hmm. Uh, because I, my brain knows that we will get through it and therefore I'm just going to not, okay, not pretend, but go through the motions and work through it so that mm. when we're in a good part again, I can feel that love. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you kind of see what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're does saying. the does the emotion and the attachment to someone go away, mm-hmm. and that's the choice, or is it that the emotions and the attachments and the feelings are always there? It's just that when it's hard, you are choosing to uh, stick with it like 
because of the like you're choosing to work through a hard situation yeah do you see i get what you're saying yeah so like in one (laughs) i feel like two minutes of this podcast is gonna be us like trying to reiterate this question (laughs) so to to reiterate again yes it's like one thing is i love you when it's easy when it's hard i don't love you but the choice is i'm going to pretend slash like not pretend but like i'm still going to love you or like have those feelings for you when it's hard and then the other thing is i love you when it's easy when it's hard i still love you and the choice is instead of loving you and standing far away i'm gonna love you and stay next to you through this hard thing yeah kind of yeah okay i feel like the more sustainable one is the latter like your love for someone you see through the hard things or the low points when you love someone I feel like if I think of someone that I really love if they're going through ups and downs in life I don't see the downs as a function of their of them of like their character or like who they are I see it as like a part of life I think that's like what it means to love somebody's like you love them and can see through all the ups and downs like you can see through to them Mm -hmm. and so the more sustainable thing I think is when things get hard you still love them you can still see through the hard thing and like see them for who they are and everything that they are despite the low point and you choose to stay with them during that time versus I think the less sustainable thing is I like you when it's easy. When it's hard, I don't like you. Or I like you less. And I think that just means that you like someone because of their successes, their strengths, their accomplishments. You like them when it's easy, but you don't like them when it's hard. But life is not going to be easy all the time for everyone. Interesting. Yeah. How do you see it? I, I grapple, uh, this is tough for me because I think a problem with me is that I tend to, well, okay. If it's someone in everyday life, like a friend or a stranger, a coworker, um, I feel like when when there's something about them that I don't like, I'm able to be like, oh, I don't like that about them. And it bothers me. Mm-hmm. But be like, you know what? That's just who they are. Like, it had to have come from somewhere. That's how they're reacting to the world and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as it's someone who I could potentially get close to in in a romantic way or like someone in that realm Mm. and there's something about them that I don't like like something that they do it feels a lot more like a deal breaker because I'm like oh this really bothers me and I I don't want to have to deal with it Mm. yeah that's the choice part Got it. Okay. That's the hard part. (laughs) So I am going to have to do (laughs) it. Yeah, that's the realization that I had. I was like, 
Because, yeah, the truth, the, like, hard truth of the matter is that nobody's perfect. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses and everybody goes through ups and downs. So it's not like you change the person or you change yourself and all of a sudden those lows get eliminated. It's the, I do find this annoying or I do, I don't click with this or this bugs me a bit, but I'm choosing still to love you and to love all of you and like that's the choice part i think yikes yeah i which i feel like requires i'm personally i'm not there yet like i think it requires a lot of self-growth that i still have yet to achieve but that is what i've realized yeah oh boy yeah because it's and like that that is the like after you recognize that that's the truth of the matter and that there's not going to be someone that is perfect then you know that this is something that you yourself have to overcome and it's not something that can be changed by external factors yeah yeah dang yeah there's kind of a (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of a bummer that we have to accept people for who they are if we want love (laughs) wow i'm such an asshole (laughs) but i get i get you because it's like a hard thing like that requires work a lot of work and a lot more work than when things are easy I mean, it's definitely possible people do it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Hmm. Love, man. It's a crazy thing. Oh my god. The other day, I went to a soccer game. And... I met up with like a high school friend who lives in the city and she brought some of her friends uh, from Frisbee. And then there was, it was like a, just a big group of like people who know each other or like one other person or like two of them. Most of the group knew each other. And then I knew my friend from high school and then someone else knew someone else, mm-hmm. like one other person, like a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to that person. Like, she seemed kind of disinterested in, in the game and everyone else at first. And then, like, we found ourselves kind of just, like, there was a moment where we were kind of standing next to each other watching the game and, like, other people were talking to each other. So, like, she struck up a conversation with me and we, like, talked a bit. And... I couldn't tell, I, I I really can't tell anymore as a queer woman mm-hmm. when another woman is being friendly with me. Well, in this particular case, I couldn't tell if she was gay, high, or just friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are three very different things. <laughs> yeah. And I like... <laughs> could not figure it out. <laughs> are you standing close to me because you have no spatial awareness and you're high? Mm-hmm. Or are you just 
striking up a conversation or are you trying to flirt i don't get it yeah or all three or all three you know this is the the dilemmas of being a a queer woman looking for other queer women Mm -hmm. yeah and also anytime i think a woman is interested in me i immediately am like should i ask her out should i make a move Mm. even like even before i evaluate whether or not i like her Mm. is that weird hmm i don't know why maybe you're more confident or you're more okay receiving a rejection. So you're more eager to just put the feels out there. I don't know. Or maybe you want an answer faster because you don't want to sit in the unknown. Oh, maybe. But it's a tough thing. The, like, reading queer women. Like, even if you have a good gaydar, it's just hard because women are just very, like, many of them are just very friendly and open people. Yeah, I can also see, I also think women are more likely to give mixed signals because they don't, they go back and forth on how they feel. Mm. Yeah. I feel, and this is a generalization, but I feel like men look at you and they put you in a box. They're like, friend, box. Yeah. They're like want to have sex with you box or like romantically interested in you box which i don't know how different that is from the sex box but (laughs) yeah they're like very one-track minded yeah and they also like i feel like they don't go back and forth i mean speaking of someone who's not a man but i feel like it doesn't feel like they go back and forth as much like they're not like do i like her do i not like her versus with women it's like i don't know I, i feel I mean, I personally have gone through that. Like, I'm I'm not decisive when it comes to feelings. So yeah. it makes it more confusing for the other party. Yeah. And I do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I think I, t- I told you this already, but back when I was into anonymized person. Yes. Um, I was like, let me really just signal to her that I'm, like, in the queer community and let me wear my Adidas track pants, like, (laughs) as often as I can. And so for a whole semester, like, that was my go-to pants to wear because I really wanted to signal, which is not a signal at all. I was wrong, but... Yeah, I feel like you really... (laughs) You you synonymize the Adidas track pants with queerness, and I don't know where... I don't know where I got that from either. I think it's because, okay, maybe the connection in my head is, like, athletic people wear those or, like, wear them to the gym, but particularly, like, soccer people wear them, maybe, and, like, soccer people tend to be more queer. Mm. Okay. I don't know. It's a flawed assumption. You are signaling. You are peacocking with your Adidas track pants. I was, but the signals were not picked up because she was straight but it's okay and even if she was queer she probably wouldn't have picked up the signals either (laughs) but funny yeah Ooh, speaking of queer thoughts here's another queer thought yeah 
I, we've probably talked about this before too, so stop me if this is repeat. But you know how people are like, a lot of people are like, after I found, realized, like came to the realization that I was gay or queer and started becoming more comfortable with it, they, they would think of things that happened in their past and be like, oh, that was a queer moment. Mm. Or like, oh, those things I was feeling were like gay feelings. Yeah. And I feel I've been trying to think of moments and I can think of moments in my past where other people I think perceived me as queer or gay or ha- like mm-hmm. having a gay moment. Mm-hmm. But those weren't actually gay moments for me. Mm. I think I I think I just craved close female friendships. Mm-hmm. And I think other people perceived that as queer. Mm. And then unrelated, it just so happened that later in life, yeah, I realized that I was queer, but it wasn't related to those things. And yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just... I relate to you. I have no, like, I can't think of a single moment in the past that I had any kind of, like, romantic interest towards a woman or a female person and like now realize that that was a gay moment like I have none of those yeah 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 which makes me think like did my okay the a big question is why do you think you're queer like it's there's a lot of factors that come into play but like if you were to give an answer to it in any, like, way, shape, or form, like, why do you think you are queer? Whoa. (laughs) That is such a big question. Yeah. Okay, this isn't really an answer, but uh, something, Something significant in my queer journey is like the transition from the transition from like only fantasizing about men to starting to fantasize about women. Mm-hmm. Like and and I, I had to I feel like I had to overcome a lot of internal homophobia mm-hmm. to feel okay with like imagining a woman like like sleeping with a woman and not feel icky about it Mm -hmm. but i can't tell if now that you've asked that question like is it that i came into my queerness and overcame internal homophobia or is it that through almost forcing myself to think about women in that way i like bolstered the queerness yeah yeah and maybe and it could also be or this is for anybody but like maybe the overcoming internalized homophobia is the first step and maybe we just have so much homophobia in us that maybe we're all queer but we just have so much homophobia that like we're less queer than we actually are because it's just not normal to be queer and, like, the people who overcome the internalized homophobia actually get to see their queerness and, like, live it out. But then so many people are, like, 
overcome by it still. Mm. But what about lesbians? Like, people who only like women or like gay men who only like men i feel like if we're all queer then that kind of just inherently means that for us gender doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and if gender doesn't matter then we would all be attracted to everyone like we we could all possibly be be attracted to everyone but Mm -hmm. there are definitely people who are only attracted to one gender or the other. Yeah. yeah. Or mostly. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like yeah. the straight, like I feel like for the lesbians or the gays, this theory could hold true. Like maybe they just had a lot of internalized homophobia, but like the default was always queerness. So once they overcame it, they were queer or they were lesbian or gay. But then with the straight people, I don't know. That's a great question. What do you think? What makes you, why are you queer? I don't know, because I, like, never had those gay moments in the past. So I'm like, there's nothing from my childhood that I could point to that may have sparked it. Like, the thing that I remember that was kind of the first spark was watching the, like, Now This Is Living YouTuber Shannon, last name, I don't know, like in beverage beverage in junior like in junior year of high school and that was like the first moment and maybe slightly even before that my one of my best friends from childhood came out to me or like i found out that she was bi and that was kind of the first seed that was planted in my head that was like oh like a close friend of mine is queer could i be also maybe but I don't know. Okay, I I do think I have this slightly growing aversion to men, like, over the last, like, <laughs> four years. Like, this, like, genuine aversion to men, like, romantically, that I think has contributed to my increasingly interest in women. My increasing interest in women. Mm. And I think it's from, honestly, 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 I think it's from, like, hearing or experiencing just like not cool things from men and it's just all those like minuscule experiences either from my own or from other people that like piece together in my brain and like my brain chemistry just has a stronger negative association with men than with women and like I think that could also be a part of it not why I'm queer but why I'm like over time like leaning more and more towards women Mm. but I don't know My friend sent me this PDF called Am I a Lesbian? I'll send it to you. Okay. (laughs) Do you... Okay, do you... Wait, where do you put yourself on the 1 to 10 spectrum of straight to gay or straight to lesbian? Today or right now in this time? Yeah, it's it's a 1 to 10. Yeah. I would say... Today. Today, today. Today, I would say I'm a 6. And what do you feel like the error range is? I feel like I'm usually a, a five to six. Okay. Mm, okay, no, well, mm, I think the true range is from four to seven. Mm-hmm. But I'm 
more frequently in the five to seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like it could ever swing beyond a seven or like below a four? Maybe not Ooh. like for a given moment, but for like an extended period of time. Like, do you, like, can it go more? Mm-hmm. I think I could see an extended period of time in the higher ranges, but not an extended period of time in the lower ranges. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Which is interesting. I just feel like, I feel like if I were in a good relationship with a woman, I would, men just, men just, like, maybe I'd be, like, mildly interested by certain men, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't know if I would feel super strongly about them, whereas I feel like if I were in an extended period of time where, like, if I were in a, like, a long-term relationship with a man, I'd, like, see a, a, a good woman. <laughs> and just, like, I don't know. I feel like my thoughts would race and I would be like, did I make a mistake? I don't know. Yeah. Also, this is speaking as someone who's never been in a relationship, so I don't actually know how that works, but... But that's what you, you speculate. That's what I speculate. Like, okay, here's another thought experiment. Like, let's say you're going to a chill party of either a room full of queer women or a room full of straight men. Like, which one excites you more? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's like day or night. When you put it at the extreme like that. If it were like, okay, you're going on a dinner date with one person and that person's either a queer woman or a straight man, like, that levels it out a little bit more, but I think I still have interest in a queer woman. Mm-hmm. But when you, like, well, add a lot of people, yeah. I, the room full of people thing, though, is, like, if it's a room full of queer women, it's, like, entering a room full of people, like, that have more in common with me. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see. So it could you know also be the saying. comfort from that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would. That doesn't change the fact that I would still pick the room full of queer women. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley Gavin actually has this joke, um, this stand-up comedy joke, where, um, she says, and I'm gonna butcher it, but she was like talking about homophobia and how this like pastor and some state was like we should put all the lesbians inside an electric an electric fence mm-hmm. all of them will fence them in into an electric fence and keep them there mm-hmm. and she was like sign me up <laughs> <laughs> every lesbian's dream <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly Yeah. 
I just, this is so out there. I'm just going to throw, throw something out there. But there, so sometimes like there will, okay. Sometimes I'll have these thoughts of like, I could just do this right now. Like I could be like sitting in class and if I really wanted to, like I could just stand up and scream porn at the top of my lungs. Or like I could be like on an airplane and I could just like stand up and do a cartwheel down the aisle. Like I can physically do that right now if I want to. Like yeah. sometimes I have those thoughts, like what if I just did it? Like I can do that right now. And so the, yeah. the thing lately that has been like, what if I just like did this right now? And it's been in my head for like, honestly, two weeks. I don't know why. I just have this thought of like, what if I just throw up right now? <laughs> like, what if, like, what if I'm just like walking down the street and like, I don't think I can, I can't like force it, but like, what if that happened? You know, like, what if it just like came out of blue and it just happened? Like, what, what would we do? And that thought has been in my head for two weeks. <laughs> I don't know why. What? I don't know why. But yeah, sometimes I have those thoughts of like, what if you just, I mean, the more kind of pessimistic and like dark one is like, sometimes if I'm hiking or something and, and you're like close to the edge of something, you're like, what if you just like literally right there? Like, what if you just started tumbling down? Like what would happen that could actually happen? Yeah. So sometimes I just have those thoughts. I've had those thoughts before. It's, well, the darker ones are, those are kind scary. of scared. Yeah. Like the void is calling to you. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'll be um, walking next to a really busy road and I'll be like, or I'll be waiting for like the light, like the crosswalk or something. And I'll be like, I could change my life in one second. Yeah. And it's like, oh, stop that. Yeah. And like, I know I'm not going to do it, but I still have to stop myself from doing it. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, stop yourself from thinking it? Or from doing it? Uh, doing it. It's like, I know I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But, like, some tiny, teeny tiny part of my brain is like, you could just do it. <laughs> yeah. But in, and like, in, like, um, I want to change my life in a moment, or, like, I kind of just want to see what happens, or, like, uh, I just, like, don't want to exist. No, no, it's it's not a truly, it's not a, an actual mm. suicidal thought. It's more, it's more, like, <sighs> the best way I can think of to describe it, and I don't think it's a, a necessarily adequate way of describing it, is it's, like, boredom. Mm. It's almost something, it's almost like, it's almost like, okay, I'm just doing life. I'm just cooking dinner. I'm going to work. I'm going to dance. I'm doing life. Yeah. Like, I could spice it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can really shake things up if you just yeah. do this one thing. Mm. Yeah. And I got to stop. I got to stop myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild because the actual thing itself like the actual action that you have to take is simple like it's something that you have capability of doing right now if you wanted to yeah which gives us so much power and control in a way yeah 
but we just don't engage with those things. And it, it, like, it could be, like, walking across the street, but it could also be, like, like, and it could be, like, um, calling out someone for, like, saying a racist comment or something. Like, the only thing between you and saying the thing are the ten words that you have to say. And, like, you are physically Mm -hmm. capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, like, barriers for many different reasons that we just don't engage. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. That's really interesting. That's yeah. an interesting thought, Bresti. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Bresti. Yeah. So you've been wanting to... Well, you, you think, what if you throw up? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I It's just this thought of, like, what if I'm just walking and all of a sudden my stomach just erupts like will cross are you more curious are you more curious about what other people would do it's it's more the the like i could do this right now thought but i can't really actually do that with throwing up but it's like that similar premise like i could just do this right now Mm. and i'm so close to it but is it it only here in public it's yeah, it's like when I'm walking on the street. I don't know why. It's very strange. Mm. I I think maybe part of the root of it is that when I was in... When I was, like, traveling with my uncle in Portugal, I drank too much one day and got alcohol poisoning. Did I tell you this? No. It, it was, like, a combination of alcohol poisoning and food poisoning. I had three glasses of white wine with food, which, like, usually that's fine. Like, I can yeah. handle that. But the next morning, I woke up, and I was like, mm-mm. It's like, this is not feeling right here. But I waited until my uncle left the room and immediately, like, darted to the bathroom. And I think it was, like, that... I think maybe it's that trauma reaction of, like, it could just happen, like, all of a sudden. Whoa. Yeah. And maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. Throwing up... Yeah, it does come over you quickly. It does. It's like gradual and then it's quick. Yeah. And you can try so hard to maintain it or to hold it in, but like at one point you just can't. At one point, you, there's a point of no return. Yeah. There's a point. And then once it starts, you just don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The lead up is almost worse than actually throwing up. Yeah, because once it's out, it's you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, once it's on its way out, you're like, okay, it's going to happen. Yeah. Whereas it, before it happens, you're like, can I fight it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's awesome. Yeah. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you I'm have almost any you're almost done with. I'm almost done with my big annoying ticket. Oh, week. yes. Did Actually, you? I think I am done with it. I just need to merge it tomorrow. Nice. And it's before Friday, so it's going to be in the sprint. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, there's one ticket after this one, and finishing that ticket was the goal of the sprint. But I don't care anymore. I. Yeah, you did your part for that thread of tickets. 
I did my part and uh, yeah there's just it's such a shame being um, anxious about stuff like this mm. yeah yeah today I wrote a little journal note that was like it's so exhausting trying to believe in yourself every day hmm Hmm. Isn't it? I feel like I spend so much energy trying to convince myself that I'm enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. And and also, like, that's the... It's, like, so exhausting to do, but that's also the most important thing to do. Like, it start. Everything starts from that. So, like... If you wanted to do anything else, like you have to get, you have to do that part first. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And it's really fucking slow work. Hmm. I feel like I've spent a lot of time this year thinking about like self affirmation and and. Just realizing that in a lot of ways I am more confident than I was before, but also in a lot of ways there's a there's I'm I'm so much more insecure about thing, certain things than I thought I was. Hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah. There's some. There's some like self hatred like there's self-deprecation and then there's self hatred and truly believing that you are not worthy of x y and z or Mm. blah 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 and Mm. there's some of that and it's really hard to try to convince yourself otherwise yeah yeah it's like you're fighting yourself yeah exactly yeah yeah It goes back to what you were saying about... Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. I was going to say, it goes back to what you were saying about, like... Um, fuck, I lost it. Oh, 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 oh. Um, being being familiar, like... Questioning yourself. Do you remember this conversation we were having where you're like... like you were talking about going to therapy and like talking through things and determining whether something is Mm. right, right for you or whether it's just something that you are comfortable with. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's, that's what it is. It's like, I'm comfortable in this certain mindset and I to, to overcome, to like change it is uncomfortable but mm. I think it's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge theme of so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think maybe that's also part of the transition into adulthood piece of our life because values were prescribed to or inscribed to us for the most part like for the majority of our life up until now and now we're kind of in the driver's seat and we get to decide if we want to keep some toss some reevaluate some 
And that puts all the power in our hands for once. Whereas before we could always point to something else and say, I care about this because I'm supposed to or because this person cares about it. Or because I was told to care about it. Yeah. Or not care about it, but yeah, care about it, act a certain way, think a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say before? Um, I was going to ask if the insecurities were things that you feel like you were insecure about before, but now you're more aware of them, that they're insecurities or they're like new insecurities that have developed. Oh. Um, I think maybe a mix. Some of the more deep-rooted ones are, have been persistent, I think. But there are others that I think have surfaced because of our environment or the more I know. Like dance, for example, I think in college I was a I was pretty confident about it because I'd made it onto this team that you had to audition for. Like within the MIT bubble, we were considered pretty good, and like yeah. you know, I became captain, I became president. Like it felt good, and I I felt good compared to others. Yeah, and now on this team on this new team i'm not the best dancer not that i'm i wasn't the best dancer a donk either but i it's just different i don't i feel like a beginner Mm. i feel like a beginner but i feel like i shouldn't feel like a beginner if Mm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah so i'm insecure about insecure about that Mm -hmm. and i'm embarrassed like i'm like who let me be the president of a dance team like who 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 was i to be so confident in dance in college but part of what i'm trying to work through is that like being confident when you dance doesn't mean you think you are a really good dancer Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to reconnect with the part of dance that's just, like, movement and expression. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, like, being confident that dance is a way that you are expressing yourself like being confident in that rather than like being confident in the doing it correctly or like doing it right yeah 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 Yeah. i think the yeah the thing about the um, like being a leader for a dance group I like it it's also a very holistic thing too like you were a great dancer but you were also a great leader and a great person for people to look up to and a great person to bring people together and a great person to organize events and like 
even if now maybe you see your previous self as like how like I wasn't the best at this one thing how could I be the leader of this group that does this act like I think being a leader is like the act itself is one part of it but I think being a good leader is so much more than that and so you were probably great for all of those things well that's the thing is I don't think I was a good leader either um and part of this like self-affirmation thing I'm trying to do is recognize that maybe I, I, the way I led then by my current standards is not great, but that doesn't mean that I, it doesn't mean that I didn't do a good job relative to the tools and skills I had at the time. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't mean that I wasn't worthy to be elected because ultimately like I was voted upon and yeah, just like a lot of what I'm trying to do now is separate, separate what actually happened from what I deserve. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, someone treating me in a certain way doesn't mean that that's the truth, that I deserve to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes, it's like me treating myself a certain way. Mm, Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, even with the dance thing, like, people aren't like telling you now or like back then like I can't believe you're the leader of this group like you don't deserve to be the leader like that's you putting it on yourself on your past self yeah yeah Yeah. and also there's this thing where like when you dance in groups at the end of a class or whatever people like cheer for Mm -hmm. their friends or they cheer for someone who think there is good and they like just make noises yeah and it's it's literally pure cause and effect external validation mm-hmm. like it's like you're executing a move and then effect is someone thinks it's good or not and they cheer or not it's like immediate validation on what you're doing yeah and so it's really hard okay it's really hard when you hear when you don't hear someone cheering for you and you hear everyone cheering for other people Mm -hmm. to be like, to still think that you are doing a quote unquote good job. Mm -hmm. It's also hard for me when someone is cheering for me, for me to believe that it's genuine Mm -hmm. or not, not for me to believe that it's genuine, but like, I'd be like, Oh, they're just cheering for me because they're trying to encourage me because I'm so bad. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Like, and you never like, give yourself, like, the positive. Yeah, I never let myself just either be cheered for and be like, wow, like, I'm expressing myself and people think I'm good. Yeah. And people like that I'm expressing myself. Or, like, no one is cheering for me. That, But, that, but someone could be silently, like observing and noting that I'm doing a good job or that I'm expressing myself really well. Yeah. And then the level up from that, like I feel like based the level that I used to be at slash am kind of at is like I don't give myself a positive. And then the second level is 
giving myself the positive, like seeing the positive out of each situation. Yeah. And then the level above that is like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of this one video that I saw of this guy trying to explain the, like, it doesn't matter thing. And he says, if someone came up to you and said, your blue hair is so ugly. And you're like, what? And he's like, your blue hair is so ugly. And he just, like, starts, like, screaming and, like, like condemning your blue hair and, like, criticizing your blue hair look. And the whole time you're like, like, this person crazy. Like, I don't have blue hair. Like, you can yell all you want. You can criticize me. Like, I don't. Like, I don't have blue hair. And so he was saying, like, that's kind of the level of confidence you need to have in yourself, your abilities, like, everything. It's like if someone comes at you with criticism or lack of positive affirmation, like, you feel so sure about yourself that you kind of look at them and you go, like, I know what the truth is. And the truth is I don't have blue hair. Or the truth is, like, I know I'm very good at this thing. Or the truth is, like, I do, I am capable in these things. It's like, whatever you say, just that's not the truth that I know. And like, it kind of just shatters all of that up front. And I thought like the blue hair analogy was good. Cause I, I feel like that would be my reaction if someone came to me and was like, I don't like your blue hair. But then I like, can't apply that to other things. Mm. But yeah. Well, because, because what's hard is sometimes, sometimes people I don't want to be so sure of myself that I'm impervious to actual things that can help me grow. Like, if someone came up to me and was like, you're an asshole, how how can I be so sure that I'm not an asshole? You have to trust the people, the words of the people that you trust and that know you. Mm. Yeah. At least for me, I feel like I place too much value on what people say or don't say when they don't know the whole picture mm-hmm. or they haven't proven to me to be, like, a com- confidant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. When you go to sleep... It's like 10. Yeah. I might go take a shower soon. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Sometimes when I, on like day three of not washing my hair, my head gets itchy. And so instead of scratching it, I'll like do this. Like I'll just like prick prick it with my fingernails. And I've been doing that a lot. So I need to go wash my hair. Yeah. I I totally understand that. And then you wash your hair and it feels so good. Yeah. Like the second I step in the shower and put water in my hair, I'm like, yes. (laughs) It's such a relief. Um, anyways. Okay, well, we have a one hour, 15 minute podcast that I'll upload to our platform. Our platform. (laughs) Um, and should we schedule the next one now just so we have something on the calendar and then we can, like, edit it closer to the date? Oh, we could. Or we can also do, like, go whenever we're feeling it kind of thing. We could schedule... I feel like should we come up with like a topic question because I okay 
I think organically mm-hmm. we talk about things. But something about recording, like I feel like I want to preserve the integrity of our non-recorded conversations. Hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe it could be worth it, even if we repeat some things, to like approach the quote-unquote podcast recording sessions Mm -hmm. as like we are acknowledging that this is a recording. We are acknowledging Mm -hmm. that two and a half people listen to this yeah we like it's for the benefit of whoever's listening it's for it's it to record our thoughts on a particular topic yeah as opposed to like recording our conversation someone spying on our Mm. conversation yeah i agree with that i feel like that's like the like the next good step to take because at the beginning, it was like, let's just hit record. Like, we just need to do the thing. Like, just hit record so that we have this. And then now that we've done, I think this is, like, our third episode. I think episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next step is, like, giving it a little bit more separation between us as normal human beings having conversation and, like, us on a recorded conversation. Yeah. So whether it's more structure or a topic or... We can structure it however... But, yeah, just, like, separating it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. And we can still do life updates and stuff, but it'll just be, like, this is a podcast episode. Yeah. As opposed to, like, this is a conversation that we're recording. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's as if we're sitting in a studio and there's, like, lights and we have our hair and makeup done and we have, like, mugs of tea and there's a microphone in front of us and we're, like, but we're still us. We're just, you know doing a thing we're doing a thing yeah we're like putting on a little bit of a show yeah 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 okay okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like that i like that i think that makes sense yeah i love that we're putting on a little bit of a show we are honestly our whole life is a show like we are performing our best performance right now true all the world's a stage is what they say and by they i mean shakespeare (laughs) Is that was it that was it Shakespeare? Was it that? I don't know. I don't okay. know my thespians. Thespians. Okay. Anyways, should we schedule our next one? Yeah. Should we say maybe we can either do a weekly? So we can call like and have conversations anytime. But this is just for the pod. Mm-hmm. We can do a weekly cadence. We can do a bi-weekly cadence. We can do, let's just pick one day, and then we can just pick the next day after that. Mm. Are you, are you feeling anything in particular? I, I'm not feeling anything in particular. We can also, like, pick something and then reevaluate the day before, or the day of. Okay, let's do that for now. Let's yeah. Let's Okay. We can do, okay, I'm just going to throw out a couple potential options. Next Monday evening, next Tuesday evening, like kind of around the same time. Next Wednesday evening, also kind of around the same time. Or those three dates, but the following week. Ah, okay. I could do Monday or Wednesday. Okay. Um, 
Should we say Wednesday yeah. of next week, same time for now, and then? Yeah, let's do that. And then if we can change it if we want. Breasty. Breasties we... could also be like a chicken tender brand name. <laughs> Should we want? True. Should that be our first uh, merch rollout? Yeah. <laughs> Frozen chicken tenders. <laughs> Frozen chicken breasts. Yeah. Breasts. Anything with the breasts? We'll roll out. What should our topic question be? Should we have one? Or should we should this just be the first like I think okay, we can either structure it as like have a theme, just like an overall theme that we talk on, or we have like a pointing question at the beginning that we like kind of try to address either at the beginning or like throughout the episode. Or we both come in with, like, we we put a prompt for us now and, like, come up with talking points for it for Wednesday from, like, our life in the coming week. Maybe that's the same thing as the first one. Maybe. Okay. Actually, this might be. Okay. Maybe we can try something a little less because i feel like having a topic question is very structured mm. maybe we just like we could next time we could do little life updates and then each of us has one one thing we want to unpack i like that just, I like yeah because yeah. then something because we could we could come up with a topic question now and then i could see us getting to wednesday and like having something else that's pressing that we want to talk about, but we're like, yeah. oh, we have to talk about fucking like flower arrangements because yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like we just won't be excited for that particular topic as we would be yeah. for the thing that we actually want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And it also keeps it more like X Factor esque because we can just like throw anything on the table, it's just whatever's top of mind. Yeah. So it can take it can be the conversation conversation can go anywhere. Yeah, I like that. Okay, life updates, and then just, like, bring one thing. And it can be yeah. literally anything. It can be a past thought. It can be a current thought. Something that happened. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go take a shower. Yes. But... I'm going to go. Yeah. I love you, Breasty. Love you, Breasty. I hope you sleep well. And thank you, you for doing the podcast with me. Same things. Okay, we're really okay. at it. Abroad, goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. And see. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>